This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic full-service creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Farmers across the country are struggling to harvest what has been a challenging crop. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. Harvest progress continues to move at a snail's pace. Crops are struggling to dry out as cold temperatures and shorter days move in. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says on top of the adverse weather, slowly maturing corn is still a hassle for some farmers. I think for a lot of folks, just advantageous to leave that corn out there until the moisture content lowers a bit and it's going to make it a better harvest. The problem with that is you're going to have to either wait until fields freeze or the moisture drops low enough and things dry out enough. And it's so it's going to be a, a really late slog through harvest, no matter how you look at it. According to USDA's crop progress report released today, 52% of the nation's corn has been harvested. This is behind the five-year average of 75%. Soybean harvest is 75% complete, also behind their five-year average of 87%. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. The House is out of town this week, giving lawmakers two more legislative weeks with both chambers in session before government funding expires on November 21st. Senator John Tester of Montana is a member of the Senate Appropriations Committee. He says he doesn't expect the funding dilemma to be completely solved by then. There's probably going to be another continuing resolution, and it's going to push into potentially into December and hopefully not into the new year. He says the process got started a little late this year. We never started working on this budget until September. And why, I do not know. And quite frankly, when it comes to issues that revolve around health care or agriculture or you name it, the federal government plays such a huge role in it that it's kind of irresponsible. In fact, not kind of, it is irresponsible for us to do that. Ultimately, he says the budgetary figures approved by Congress provide enough room for the necessary appropriations. That budget is plenty flush to be able to fund programs that are, that are critical for this country, whether it be defense or whether it be making sure our borders are secure or whether it's making sure that there's a safety net there for folks in agriculture. To hear more from Tester, including his thoughts on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement and legislation he introduced to address mental health in rural America, check out this week's open mic on agripulse.com. Wildfires that hit California last week are now mostly contained. The 10,000-acre Maria fire is now about 80% contained. The Kincaid fire is now 80% contained after burning nearly 78,000 acres in Northern California. The fires also brought about a Twitter spat between President Donald Trump and California Governor Gavin Newsom. Newsom initially complimented the federal government and Trump's efforts in their partnership to fight the fires, but Trump slammed Newsom's job of forest management. In turn, Newsom posted a statement outlining the state's efforts to prevent wildfires. Finally today, six students are the new leaders of the National FFA organization. A new National FFA officer team was elected at the conclusion of the group's 92nd annual convention last week in Indianapolis. For the next year, they'll travel across the country and around the world representing FFA's more than 700,000 members. Ohio's Colson McCoy was named the new National FFA president. He says he's looking forward to the relationships he'll build throughout his term. 
I believe in this industry wholeheartedly. I believe in what the FFA stands for as an organization. And when I see the people around me, I'm just constantly inspired to be able to take so much of great of these great mentors that I've had in my life, everything that they've poured into me, I want to turn that around and pour into those around me. And I'm excited and I'm thrilled. And that's ultimately what served as my, my fuel to run for national office. For new National FFA Secretary Courtney Lehman of Oregon, she says this year's travels will be a high point. I'm really excited for the travel. I grew up in a small town in eastern Oregon, so I'm excited to see what this world has to offer, both in terms of agriculture and just the culture of people and what their homes and their experiences are like and how they can use that to make the world a better place. In addition to McCoy and Lehman, Yomar Roman of Puerto Rico, Mamie Hurdle from Montana, Tess Seibel of Virginia, and Lyle Logaman of New Mexico were elected as regional vice presidents. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.